Good morning. Israel's siege of Gaza is almost complete. With growing speculation, a ground invasion is imminent. The Hamas-controlled territory is in darkness at this hour, with the only power station shut down. Israel has cut fuel and electricity supplies, and the situation is growing more desperate, with medicine, food and water running out. The only lights to be seen are those powered by generators. The UN's demanding immediate humanitarian access to the Strip. Our coverage this morning begins with Hewitt the complete siege of Gaza ordered by Israel is now well and truly taking effect. The only power station in the territory has run out of fuel. The hospital says it only has enough fuel for its generators for the next couple of days. Food, water and medicines all now in short supply with people lining up for handouts. The situation there follows on from Israel's bombing campaign of Gaza as it tries to target Hamas militants and locations and weapons storage facilities but civilians are obviously in the line of fire. Hamas hides out in civilian buildings using people as human shields. Palestinians say 1,200 people in Gaza have been killed so far, many of them civilians, some uh, bombs coming down on a refugee camp in the last 24 hours. And there has been a, a scary evening in the north of Israel too, with dozens of reports of incursions over the Lebanese border, possibly by Iran-backed Hezbollah in using drones and paragliders. Those alerts, though, turned out to be false alarms. They certainly caught everyone off guard and they panicked a lot of people. They are investigating that as a cyber attack. At the same time, Hamas continues to fire rockets from Gaza into southern Israel. One rocket has struck a hospital, sparking major panic, as Ashley Melania reports. Israel is a country still under constant assault right now, and we saw that firsthand in the city of Ashkelon, where a major hospital was targeted. We were visiting this hospital to speak to some of the victims from Saturday's attack. There are hundreds of people being treated at this hospital when Ashkelon came under heavy rocket fire. It is a fairly secure building, uh, and Israel's Iron Dome defence system managed to intercept uh, so many of these rockets, but not all of them, uh, some of them landing in residential areas around the hospital. We saw plumes of smoke uh, coming from those apartment buildings and one of the rockets uh, hitting the hospital itself uh, and a hospital manager had a close call. Very upsetting because this place is a special place for special children. Special people are walking over there with the people with special needs and it is unbelievable that it is destroyed. Understandably, there was panic at the hospital today. This was just an ongoing barrage of rockets that lasted for hours. And the one that eventually hit, well, that's just one of more than 5,000 that Hamas has fired since the start of these attacks on Saturday. There are more details this morning on Canberra's plans to get Australians out of Israel. Live now to political reporter Isabel Mullen. Morning to you, Isabel. What do we know about these repatriation flights? Sally, good morning. The first repatriation flight will take off tomorrow from Tel Aviv's Ben Gurion Airport and fly direct to London. We've just learned three flights have been confirmed in total, the second flying out on Sunday and the third sometime next week. Across those three flights, more than 700 Australians will have the chance to leave Israel. They will be free and anyone who wants to get out needs to register with the 24-hour Consular Emergency Centre.
That includes travellers in Israel and Gaza who can't reach Ben Gurion Airport as well. There has been a lot of confusion though about what happens when that flight lands in London and whether Qantas will bring people all the way home. Australians stuck in Israel have told us they will have to cover the cost of that flight from London back to Australia. You can register your interest uh, and we can, we can work through uh, the seats available uh, so we can assess whether or not we look to more seats being available. Uh, and our thoughts are with you at this time. I want to call them later to ask them for more information about, OK, if, if we're going to London and we need to pay for our own flights, how do we pay for them? Are there actually flights set up? I don't want to be at the airport waiting for a flight with my three kids. 12,000 Australians live in Israel. Many are dual citizens, but not all will want to leave. But as we've just heard, there's plenty of demand for those flights. They are expected to fill up fast. The foreign minister has also asked Virgin for help. Sally. OK, thank you very much. Isabel Mullen there.